Welcome to Socially Powered Digital Marketing Show, the digital marketer's guide to emerging technology, covering blockchain, cryptocurrency, and social media disruption. Hey there, I'm Erin Sell, your host of the show. This week, we will be discussing creating FOMO with May King Sang. May King is the world's number one FOMO creator, bridging the gap between social media and PR. She does this through live and virtual conferences and also virtual challenges. She does the live tweeting and posting about the speakers and the host. She also carries out Facebook Live interviews with speakers, attendees, and sponsors. This includes interviews on LinkedIn and Instagram. All of her content is live on the day of the conference, and she can also help you create a FOMO campaign in the lead up to a conference to help you sell tickets. So let's go ahead and dive into this interview with May King. Welcome, May King. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. I've been, I mean, it was funny when I reached out to you, I was like, oh my gosh, why haven't I thought to invite you sooner? It's always, it's always a pleasure talking with you. So I'm glad, um, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, well, I really, really appreciate you inviting me. I'm so, so honored, honestly. I pretty much every show, I feel like, kind of give a little backstory of, of how we met. And if I remember correctly, I know we were at Social Media Marketing World, but yes. I can't, re I feel like it was maybe um, Lisa Jenkins that told me I had to meet you. Uh, I think it... Uh, I don't know, maybe it was Lisa. I, I think I remember it as um, Christina Gritman. Oh, it yeah, was. It yeah. was. But I do love Lisa. Lisa is incredible. She's an incredible woman. It was. It was Christine. And um, Christine was on this show. Um, I'm trying to think what episode. I'll have to go look. It's a small world. It and is. that was, what, how many years ago? At least two, maybe three? Yeah, that, that would have been two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Part of why I wanted to have you on is because you are an amazing FOMO creator. <laughs> um, so for those of you that don't know what FOMO is, FOMO is the fear of missing out. Just give us a little background of how, how that started. Actually, quite rightly said, FOMO means the fear of missing out. And in fact, um, I, the reason why Christine and, uh, um, recommended me talk to you was because we're both prolific live tweeters and she thought that the two of us should, should meet cause you do that, um, for events and you create live social media content. Um, and I've been live tweeting for the longest time and I actually uh, pitched to my first client actually and said, um, would you like a professional live tweeter? And, um, uh, they said, no, but can you do Instagram and Facebook at the same time? And uh, you know what it's like, Erin, you know, uh, being in business. You're like, yeah, sure, I can do that. And you worry about the details later. Right. <laughs> and that's what I did. So um, fortunately, uh, and my clients are the fabulous Andrew and Pete, who are um, absolutely amazing when it comes to digital marketing and have spoken at Social Media Marketing World yeah. and uh, other places as well. Um, so they um, they trusted me with their accounts and I created FOMO. I created that buzz and excitement on Facebook, on Instagram, um, on uh, Twitter. And, um, and 
in, as a result of all the uh, live social media content that I created on the day of their conference, um, I created this buzz and we trended on the same day as International Women's Day. Um, and because I was creating content all, you know, on three platforms, uh, in conjunction with their uh, social media marketing uh, strategy as well, they managed to sell 425 tickets in the space of a week for wow. their next conference. And that was because of, you know, me interviewing people, um, tweeting, uh, doing Instagram stories and capturing those moments at an in-person conference. And people were, you know, um, as you know, Erin, a lot of people on social media, they lurk, you know, they're looking at stuff and see what's going on. Um, and so because people were having such a good time and learning so much stuff, you know, the speakers were incredible. People got FOMO and they thought, I need to book onto this conference for next year because otherwise I'm missing out. And that's basically what a FOMO creator does. Creates so much um, social media content, buzz, uh, just amplifies the excitement of an event and um, puts it out onto social media. That's awesome. I'm just looking at your, well, this is a little bit dated. It was from September of 2020, your LinkedIn article on how to create FOMO for your business. So of course we will link to that in the show notes. When you're like, what are your best tips and tricks and resources for doing this? Well, I mean, uh, we're in lockdown at the moment. Right. <laughs> so, um, so virtual conferences are slightly different to in-person conferences, but it's still absolutely possible to do that. Uh, and, um, you know, I think with an in-person conference, I literally had my phone and a, a microphone, which I plugged into my phone, which I used to, you know, interview uh, attendees, right. speakers and sponsors, right? But at a virtual conference, it's slightly different because I'm literally watching the conference and then creating live content on it. So, um, so yeah, so with a virtual conference, it's about, you know, making sure that you've got, you know, you're sitting comfortably because you could be sitting for hours if you're right. at a, you know, a conference which is uh, powered by Zoom um, or at any of the other platforms. Um, and uh, yeah, using your computer, just making sure it's fully, uh, fully rigged up um, and, um, and obviously having lots of drinks. <laughs> you as well plenty of water plenty of tea but at an in-person conference um you know there were designated breaks and and stuff but right. you know there's the difference between you know with um with an in-person conference there was um a lot that you were um inspired by you know your, your speakers but you could also talk to attendees and you could go to the um the uh, you know to the booths and talk, talk to the sponsors you know and and interview them that kind of stuff but at a virtual conference the, yeah the equipment that you need really is your you know your computer or your mac um and um you know a, a place where you're not interrupted by family members <laughs> and pets right <laughs> Um, and, um, and yeah, you, you just, um, need to, um, yeah, you stay focused and then you create that content wherever it is. So, um, I've, uh, created FOMO for, um, on, um, 
on Instagram before. Uh, so in that case, I used my phone, but you know, there's other cases where I've created FOMO on, um, on LinkedIn. So it, it's about, um, you know, listening to the speakers and then, you know, writing a live blog post as a result of that and posting that onto uh, LinkedIn uh, or going on to Facebook Live. So with Facebook Live, um, I uh, in one in one conference I did actually go into Facebook Live and um, I just made sure that I uh, the lighting was good enough so you know using a ring light and uh, and making sure that uh, I was in a space where I wouldn't be interrupted that I think that's really important as well. So when you're doing that, are you live or real time capturing quotes from speakers? How are you how are you getting images? Because I mean it's totally different in-person versus virtual because if you're in person then you can be capturing that speaker on stage or you know get that selfie with somebody to you know help create that FOMO. Yeah absolutely and in fact I, I delivered a training program um, I think it was a couple of months ago that where I actually highlighted the differences so maybe it's another LinkedIn article that I need to put out there but yeah you're absolutely right at an in-person conference I was literally click the phone tweet and it's out or you know click the phone put it out on Instagram stories and, and so on but on uh, at a virtual setting I uh, would use um, you know I've got a computer so they've got um, a program where I can screen capture right I still you know we still want to have you know um I think my my first conference um that my vir first virtual conference that I did I tried to use my phone but of course if I use my phone you've got the you know reflection of the computer screen uh, yeah so that's not great for when I'm creating FOMO for my clients. So now what I do is use a screen capturing tool so that I can screen capture the, you know, the, the, the virtual conference, the speaker, um, you know, and then, you know, add it to Twitter, you know, Twitter on the desktop on my computer. So it takes a few more seconds. So at an in-person conference, I tweeted on average, you know, 1200 tweets. Um, I know you're a tweeting <laughs> mad woman. At every conference I've ever been at with you, I feel like you're always on like the very top of the leaderboard. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> yes, number one. Uh, that's where I like to be. Uh, and that's where I have been for a lot of conferences, I think, that have a, a, a Twitter leaderboard. Um, but yes, at virtual conferences, of course, I don't use my phone. I'm, like I say, I use the screen capturing tool paste that into, um, you know, into Twitter or LinkedIn or, or Instagram, sorry, or Facebook. Um, and so it takes a little bit more time. So I, um, when I live tweeted, I've live tweeted, I think about three or four conferences this year. So I took an average and it was about 548 um, tweets that I was able to do for uh, conferences virtually compared to the on average 1200 uh, when I'm at an in-person. Um, so it's not just the, the technology that uh, is a difference in the in the number of tweets. Um, I, you know, I'm energized by people in the room at an in-person conference. So, you know, you, you sort of have that adrenaline going and that buzz. So I'm kind of, you know, so I, uh, I think I can tweet more then, but at an in-person, sorry, a virtual conference, I need to create my own energy. And, you know, there is this thing called Zoom fatigue that people talk about, but I've still been able to, you know, gain an average of about 548 tweets, which is not too bad, really, uh, considering it's a virtual setting and the, you know, right. screen capturing and all the rest of it. Yeah. 
No, that makes sense. I know one of the things uh, that you've done at some of these virtual events is getting hashtags to trend. So do you have any tips that you can share with the audience for if they were doing an event that they could, you know, put into practice? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, the conferences that tend to trend are the ones that know how to use hashtags really well. So if you're running a, a conference or an event um, uh, for the first time, I would definitely, uh, in the lead up to the conference, talk about the hashtag and get people to use the hashtag, um, you know, um, when they are listening into the, the conference maybe even run a competition you know people love to win competitions mm -hmm. and love to win prizes right so if you mention that there is a hashtag competition and whoever is on the you know uh at the, the top uh, one two or three depending on the prizes you've got that will incentivize people to you know to get involved in the hashtag more uh, and in fact it's quite funny one of the conferences that i did um create a fomo for this year uh, they actually announced announced to uh, to the summit um, so we do have a competition it's a, a twitter uh, competition but we've wiped out the competition by hiring her in so that she is live tweeting for us i.e me <laughs> <laughs> right so now you've got a chance of winning the competition which i thought was quite funny that so, is funny so definitely, um, you know, entice people to, you know, uh, incentivize people to use the hashtag and uh, and talk about it because, of course, um, when when you're running a conference, um, you obviously want people to attend. Of course, you do. Um, but you know, if you're running a conference, maybe uh, um, you know uh, another one later on in the year, or maybe next year, you want people to know about it. And so, if you incentivize people to use the hashtag, then you're essentially creating more content, which people can see over the next few days which then means it's basically giving publicity for your conference. Um, and maybe, you know, it'll get people excited about it. Maybe people read um, the tweets or the Instagram posts or Facebook posts or Instagram posts and, and think, oh, what is this summit, uh, this conference? I need to know more. Oh, it's over. Oh, when's their next one? You know, so right. um, people do search on hashtags to find you know the content that's related to it so if people can click on the hashtag on linkedin and see you know the buzz and excitement that people have created um you know they've created blog posts about the event and uh, you know and there's a new event coming up then you know that's basically great pr for you as a conference organizer if you've incentivized attendees to write about it um and could potentially get you bums on seats at the next virtual event well, and another thing, or one of my favorite things is that when you have people use your hashtag or, and post about it, then you can also use that as promotion for your next event on your own socials, right? Like you can, Tyler Anderson talks about this all the time, that user generated content, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, I just love, you know, my event, the Social Media Day Denver, I would go and look to see what people are posting and saying about the conference and then take that and then you get to shine that light back on the, the people that attended. Yeah, no, definitely. And of course that, you know, that's one thing that I, um, 
have done at uh, virtual conferences as well. So as, as well as the tweeting and the live content creation, I also do interviews with people as well. And so at conferences, um, it is really about the attendees who have, you know, who have committed their time with you. They've invested their, you know, money to be with you. So it would be nice for you to, you know, give them a little bit love, a bit of love back. So if they've written um, a post or, you know, shared your hashtag, yeah, definitely as a conference organizer, you know, give them a bit of love back and say, oh, thank you so much for this post or thank you so much for this, uh, for this, um, this photograph. Thanks for sharing the memories or whatever and just engaging that in that relationship. Because of course, you know, the more that conference organizers comment on the attendees post that's giving you more publicity and potentially it can you know potentially people might book into your next event or your next conference so it's great it's great PR for you I mean I uh, FOMO creating uh, I call I, my tagline is um, bridging the gap between social media and PR because that's what you're doing you know if you run an event attendees have loved it they've written about it it's kind of nice for you know for you as a conference organizer to go back and say well thank you so much for attending mm -hmm. you know and start and engage in a conversation and you never know who's lurking who's watching that conversation and they may have been sitting on the fence with your event and if they see you as a really you know really nice conference organizer because you're engaging with people and stuff then they may buy um tickets for your next event that just touches on something i feel like we talk about on this show a lot and that is the relationship building and and that's truly what social media is all about it's not supposed to be that you're just like constantly bombarding people with your message it needs to be about making a connection engaging and building that relationship with somebody online oh without a doubt um yeah. one of the things that i've talked about this year is uh, as well as creating fomo um i've been hired to speak at uh, conferences as well uh, and one of my uh, things that i love to talk about is to create content for the lurkers <laughs> i love that because Erin, you and I, you know, we've all lurked, haven't we? We've all had a oh, bit yeah. of a nosy, see what's going on. We may even have read a blog post and it was really useful, but some of us forget to thank that person. Some of us forget to like it. Some of us forget to uh, share it. Some of us even forget to thank the person for writing it and say, hey, thank you for writing this post. You know, right. sometimes it's, it's not deliberate. You know, we, we kind of scroll through things very quickly or, you know, and that kind of stuff. But when you're creating content for the lurkers, what you're doing is when you're engaging with people and you're building relationships with people because other people are, are lurking, you know, if they see your name again and again and again, and they see what you're doing, if you're, you know, you're offering great advice or you're being, you know, just a nice person, they're forming an opinion of you and you never know when they will come, you know, come back and right. uh, maybe engaging with you and uh, maybe even hire you or whatever. So yeah, relationship building. I mean, it's networking, isn't it, Erin? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, before we, you know, before lockdown, before COVID, uh, we were allowed to go out and play for our businesses. We would may go to networking events locally to try and establish a relationship with people uh, locally. But now we're not allowed to go out and play with each other anymore. So we can network 
globally and you know network online and that's what you're doing by establishing relationships and just talking to people just engaging you know that's what i love about um well all platforms really like when you're having a conversation with someone and you know someone replies on your comments and you comment on theirs you know other people are watching and they're lurking on your stuff so which is a hundred percent true and it's actually because you were commenting on something else and I was like oh shoot I need to get her on my show (laughs) so see what happens there you go (laughs) yeah so perfect yeah absolutely but you know and people forget that you know like you say a lot of people who um are so busy broadcasting their own stuff and they're forgetting about the networking, building relationships and just being a nice person, just being yeah. a nice person online. Uh, because you, as I say, you never know um, when um, the business will come back to you at some point. It's very true. Very true. Why don't you give us, let's say your top three Twitter tips. I, I've been a huge fan of Twitter for a while. Um, but I lived in Australia in 2010 to 2016. So I was away from the UK. So when I came back in 2016, I effectively had to start again. So even though I had a Twitter account, I wasn't active in the UK because I was in Australia. So the three tips that I'm going to give you now is basically the tips that I use to rebuild my presence again on Twitter. Um, So one of them was to um, start following people, like click on follow, people that you either are in the same industry or uh, people you admire, people that you can learn from. Don't follow too many, but just to get your account going, just follow a few. And listen in to- Would you recommend like how many? A hundred? Um, so it depends on how many followers you have. So you mm-hmm. don't want to follow too many. So if you're starting completely from scratch, then just, just a handful. And then as you start to, you know, as you start to gain followers, then you can start to follow a few more. But when you, when you follow them, listen to their stuff, watch their stuff and see if there's a way in which you can engage in a conversation. Cause Twitter is like a party and you know, you and I've been to a party, right, Erin? Yep. <laughs> and you know, sometimes you'll get a circle of people and two people are talking and the others are listening. And that's basically what Twitter is all about. And when you've got two people talking, if you can um, inject with your words of wisdom and take part in the conversation, you can absolutely do that. So on Twitter, um, my second tip is to, you know, look for those opportunities to, to start talking and engaging with someone, not to thrust your virtual business card at someone and say, hey, this is what I do, buy my stuff. Yep but to engage in a conversation. Now there's, um, there's two ways in which you can engage in a conversation. So this is like a two, um, tip two, but point A and point B. So point A to talk to someone directly. Point B is to go get involved in Twitter chats. And Twitter chats, chats enable you to have conversations with a few people and learn from, um, you know, learn from the experts. So a Twitter chat is like an hour uh, where you'll hear from an expert on a particular subject. But you can also take part in that subject as well, because it may be that the, um, the, the expert has got an answer, but there could be 10 answers of that 
questions so you can chip in with your words of wisdom as well. And I just have to throw on a plug there for Christine Gritman again, because she has an excellent Twitter chat. So we'll, con we'll connect her Twitter chat link in the show notes. Oh, definitely. If you want to know about branding, you definitely need to yep. go and uh, talk to Christine. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's, that's how you can get involved in uh, conversations, either to someone individually or Twitter chat where you take part in, in quite a few uh, conversations. And then, um, and then my third tip is to, uh, to give value, you know, so um, when I came back uh, to, you know, um, uh, to the UK, I, well, I was going to say I didn't have a website. I still don't have a website. However, <laughs> what I did do is start writing LinkedIn articles, which then I would share into Twitter so that I can showcase that I know what I'm talking about. I'm an authority in my field and uh, I just want more people to see it. And, you know, and if people started liking my uh, tweet, then I'd start engaging in a conversation. I'd say, oh, hey, at somebody, thank you so much for liking my tweet. How was your day today? And just start in, you know, I talk to people on Twitter as if they, they are right in front of me. That's my trick, as it were. Um, you know, so don't, don't broadcast, don't schedule stuff to go out onto Twitter. You know, you still need to show up on Twitter and engage in start building relationships and get involved in, in conversations with people as well. That is fabulous. Thank you so much for those tips. So before we go, I want you to share what is obviously Twitter is a great way to connect with you. So what's, what's the hand, what's your handle and anywhere else that you want to have people connect with you? Sure. I mean, if you want to know more information on how to create FOMO, um, I am on all the socials uh, as uh, Making Tea. So my first name is Making, which is M-A-Y-K-I-N-G. And uh, I'm on all the socials as Making Tea. Making, Making Tea, get it? <laughs> and if you want to... Um, and she loves tea too. <laughs> and I do love tea as well. And Erin alluded to some of the LinkedIn articles as well. So you can definitely connect with me there. Uh, making Sang, which is M-A-Y-K-I-N-G-T-S-A-N-G. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here today. It's, it's been a real pleasure. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been fun. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with May King. I just love chatting with her and isn't her laugh infectious? Anyway, I, I wanted to talk about something that she mentioned as we were as we were chatting and that is that you need to be able to schedule your post as you're doing the live tweets and you know if you're if you're tweeting live that's one thing but you want to also be sharing on all the other social media platforms and a great tool that you've heard me talk about before is agora polls and this could really help you you can even pre um, set some some social media posts up to, you know, announce who the next speaker is going to be, announce your sponsors, that sort of thing. And that will help you free up some time if you are managing a live event. So Agora Pulse allows you to schedule all your, you know, your posts with images or videos or whatever. And if you sign up using my affiliate code, you can get a free 15-day trial and then when you are done with that 15 days and you sign up for Agora Pulse, they will give you two months free. 
So you need to go to sociallypowered.com forward slash AP and use my discount code Aaron, the number two free. And of course, I will have that in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I want to make sure that you go subscribe on your favorite podcast player and we would definitely love it if you're enjoying the show that you leave us a review. And then finally, be sure to connect with us on your favorite social media platforms. You can find us everywhere at Socially Powered, where we share tips, tricks, and the latest episodes on all things social, crypto, and blockchain related. Thanks for listening. Bye.